welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. Today's topic was supplied by a listener on Twitter. Laura LJ85 tweeted, I have a Father's Day theme idea, toxic fathers and how they affect character development in movies and television. Thanks for the suggestion and thanks for listening, Laura. Sounds like a fun idea. And with Father's Day right around the corner, timing's perfect. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smithereens. And I'm Clifton. So uh, I really like this idea, but we're going to make a slight adjustment to focus on not just the toxic bad dads, but also we'll, we'll focus on some pretty good ones as well and how they affect the protagonists in, in media. So we'll spend the second half uh, focusing on the good dads, but we're going to start off with the bad ones. So, uh, Tommy, you want to start us off? Yeah. First of all, what comes to mind is pop culture and what we know to be bad dads, despite what their uh, offspring has created. Mm-hmm. I was thinking in the category of Britney Spears, Jessica Simpsons, and Joe Jackson. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. All of those are generally bad dads and how they <laughs> just <laughs> messed up their childhood. But through their talent, they're able to push past the BS. Okay. This is a curveball for me. I was not expecting <laughs> real people. Right. Oh, no, We're no, all no, thinking no. fictional. Fictional oh, dads. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Then, okay. Then as far as fictional girls, which is uh, uh, the turret, I apologize. If you want the fictional, I'm thinking Cotton Hill from King of the Hill. Sure. Okay. Um, I love the show, but Cotton, his absurdity on how he raised Hank Hill was nuts. Okay. What's his deal? Well, his deal, he just he just wanted him to man up when Hank was never a man at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He always pushed him to do things that he could do at the time after being a, a a vet that he expected his son to match the same caliber of what he's going through despite his age and his anxieties. Okay. Terrible father. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible father. Even into yes. adulthood. Yeah. It's one of those things where you get a lot of times, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where in the in the twenty two minutes episodes, you get a lot of times where Hank, you see how how much Hank overcame from Cotton, mm-hmm. and as much as 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 a repressed character Hank can be, and it's hard for him to show affection for Bobby, he's he's light years ahead and better than Cotton ever was to him. Oh yeah, <laughs> this character is vaguely familiar. I didn't watch a whole lot of King of the Hill after second season or so, but I but I remember Are you fighting Korea. I thought he. Was, was it Korea, Korea or was it Vietnam? I don't remember. No, he was in, I thought he was in the big one. I thought he was in WW2. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought he was WW2 vet because there is the episode, I think we mentioned it before, or maybe we just talked about it, about the show in general, where there's one where the Vietnam vets are, they're having a, uh, they're tra- basically complaining for the same space, mm. basically to meet, and Cotton doesn't respect the Vietnam vets because they, they didn't man up again. So they, it comes back to the idea they didn't man up and they don't handle what happened. Their their, their PTSD as well as the World right. War Two vets. Yes. Right. So yeah, he Cotton literally makes fun of World War Two vets. <laughs> no, no, the Vietnam vets. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, right. Vietnam vets. Yes, yes. Oh, that's so messed up. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so okay, so but he Hank is like I don't want to say fully realized, but he's grown up. Mm-hmm. He's he, yeah. he he's he's a man. He is who he is, right? Mm-hmm. What is there like any interaction between him and um and Bobby? Like does oh, does, great, does he shape does he shape Bobby in any way? Like the younger oh, he's a great younger he's kid? a great grandfather. Okay, mm-hmm. that's an interesting twist. Well, there yeah. isn't. I mean, but there's there there is an early episode though. I thought, I thought that he basically is trying to be with Bobby and tries to be the way he was with Hank, and Hank basically tells him no. 
<laughs> I can't remember. I think it, it, I can't remember if it's something to do with a gun. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, but yeah, I mean, it's it's Cotton's one of those those dads you just you know you know full well. Even like in any of the flashback stuff, or just the way he is with him, like the whole thing about when he has the se- the second family with Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. Oh, when he names the second son. Yes, <laughs> good Hank. Dad'll. Yes, good Hank. <laughs> yeah. To give give his son even more anxiety to let him know mm-hmm. that he was bad, Hank, so to speak. Yes, but the one that comes to mind is when um the flashback of where he takes Hank, like after they win the like a bowl game or their championship, mm-hmm. he takes him to a a, a house of mm-hmm. um respite, the repute thing, <laughs> <laughs> and then he tries to do that to Bobby. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Like a coming of age thing for some reason. Mm-hmm. He wants him to pick one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, that's right. Now I remember. Now it's all yeah. coming back. This is what type of person Cotton Cotton Hill is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because because Bobby's like twelve, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bobby's, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby didn't know what the what what the women are doing. That's right. how young he yeah. is. He doesn't even know what they're there for. He just you know pick pick a good one, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then he further objectifies the women by slapping them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as they walk past them. Yeah, on the butt. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sounds like a jerk off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. Tough to beat him, but we'll mm-hmm. try. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> For the toxic ones. Um, who else you guys got? I got one of the worst ones I think in comics. Okay. Norman. Osborne. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking him as well. Yeah, he's a it's really it's really tough to beat uh you know Norman Osborne who's who's getting high off goblin formula, <laughs> flying mm-hmm. around in gliders and being a total jerk to his son and yep. you know and fighting Spider Man. Give, gives people. his son yeah. a bad haircut. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> right. That whole thing. Passes on his awful haircut. Yeah. Just terrible. <laughs> but no, I think I mean I think when I think of you know uh quintessential bad dads i always think of norman and norman just like in every portrayal pretty mm-hmm. much across the board like willem dafoe is terrible and right yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah i mean they've captured that toxic relationship well in its many in its many adaptations they do get that right just about yeah. every time yeah yeah they do praising his son's best mm-hmm. friend while yeah. tearing his own son down yep. yeah why can't you yeah. be more like parker <laughs> yeah <You know? laughs> i love that, that bit in the in the first sam raimi in the movie first. That, that's awesome Peter, the science award. That's terrific. Yeah. <laughs> and I could, you could just hear Harry just brooding in the background, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I had a question. Sure. Was he worse after the serum or was he always like, that? I, I think, think he's, he's always, always like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, that's his like default setting. Okay. Is that he's just terrible. He just wasn't murderous. But is that yeah, what we I know mean, of? Okay. Yeah. I mean, we know <laughs> I mean, of, right. I mean, we don't know. I mean, you know, there's like if you read like Untold Tales, that one's not. It's a little more the idea that Norman's behind a lot more stuff before he actually takes. You know, the serum. Yeah, right. Yeah, before he gets the serum. That's the the Kurt Busiek comic from the '90s. Yeah, Pat Olive does the art. Kurt Busiek yeah. writes it. Yeah, it was great, great run of books. But yeah, that's the one that gives you the idea that no, there was Norman was you know moving stuff long before he actually comes on the scene as the Goblin. Mm. But um. No, I just think of like you know, the whole thing with with Gwen Stacy and you know the bridge and all that stuff, and then I mean, there's just so many good Norman moments, and like I think throughout pop culture, like a, a Spectacular, for example, Spectacular Spider-Man, the animated series, yeah, 
you know, that Norman is, whew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that Norman's awful. Yeah. And again, I remember, you know, we, we've talked about it before. Is it, it, builds, is it, in the it anim- builds nicely. It builds yeah, nicely I, too, you know, like it's, um, what's interesting there is too, is that you see also, I mean, it's quick. It's like, it's like in, you know, quick, quick, tiny moments, but you see how like, how like non-existent the role of, of his mom is. Yeah. <laughs> also like, I mean, she's there, but she's not there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know? Which I also see as a reflection on Norman right. mm-hmm. also, you know, yeah. And you can always understand how Harry ends up messed up as he is in every iteration too. Like you mm-hmm. always understand it. Mm. Yeah, it's earned for sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, that Norman is the way he is. But um, yeah, I think like I said, when I, th- when I think about Bad Dad and, and, and stuff, I'm <laughs> always like, yeah, Norman Osborn, that's the one. Mm. I was going to say without spoiling it, there's some great stuff. Like I said, it's spectacular with Norman. And then, like I said, the Willem Dafoe stuff in the movies is really good. What's another one? Because I know he's in, he's in, hmm. I don't think they get into it in like Spider-Man is Amazing Friends or anything. Or in the, and they don't get him really into him in the, the 93 one either, do they? No, they do. They do. Yeah. In the 90s one. Yeah. Do I they? mean, it, it's, it's late. It, it's later. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. season three-ish where okay. he starts, he starts, you know, becoming, you know, uh, bonkers and stuff like that, you know? But, right. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great bad dad. <laughs> yeah. And he was a good bad guy. One of the best bad guys ever. Oh, yeah. Yep. Clifton, you got anybody? Yeah, I was thinking it's similar along the lines to, to Green Goblin and a villainous dad from mm-hmm. comics originally, but not exclusively at this point. And that is Deathstroke. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Slade Wilson, who's, you know, has several kids. <laughs> Yep. In the comics that we know of and in, in the adaptations, iterations, the Titans show, the Teen Titans, stuff that we've seen before. And none, it never goes well for his kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does not turn out too well for them. Um, nope. Most notably Jericho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then he also, his daughter Rose Wilson, who I mentioned in a recent episode, and and she obsessively seeks his approval. Mm-hmm. is like toxic horrible approval to the point where she ends up disfigured like he is just trying to do what he wants right right and it does not turn out well for Jericho who who does to a point escape the negativity of of deathstroke but is ultimately a casualty of it as well yeah mm-hmm. yeah he's got a chance jericho's right. got a real chance for a little while but uh yeah doesn't uh doesn't turn out so good <laughs> for him. Who's the third child? So he has he has another son, one. right? Yeah, the firstborn. Which what's that character's name again? I'm blanking on the name. Ravager uh, is the first son. Is, isn't he Ravager as well? Yeah, he's he's Ravager one. Is he Ravager also? Okay. Yeah. yeah. The the irony of that is he wants to be his dad, and in becoming his dad, gets him killed. Right. Mm-hmm. Ultimately. Mm-hmm. So the heir apparent, the guy that actually like idolized him dies as a result of it at a very young age okay yeah, son grant grant was yes, his first grant. okay yes and is he disfigured at any point by by a decision that slade has made slade being deathstroke jericho that happens too right Jericho, jericho yeah, do, right, right yeah mm-hmm. but no if i remember correctly grant is is trying to like takes their whatever the version of the super soldier serum or whatever and that's where it goes bad for him because i was yeah. trying to remember because yeah because i because jericho jericho ends up becoming he's non-verbal 
Right. Mm-hmm. Because of uh, his, his throat's like cut or something like that. Because yeah, of something one of those, his dad was, was involved in. Yeah. It's one of those, I'm not going to negotiate with terrorists. And terrorists are like, okay, cool. Sla- and they slash yeah. Jericho's throat. So, yeah. yeah. The slate is not fast enough to uh, stop his son's throat from getting slit. Right. Yeah. That's a Judas contract, right? Revealed? I believe that's so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good story. Yeah. But good no, that's story. a good choice. Yeah. Deathstroke yeah, is always. a good choice. He's, he sucks. Yeah, he's an awesome character. He's a great bad guy and, and like one of my favorites, and gets you know maybe a little overexposed now. I think, but there was right. a there was a point a long time ago where we were all talking. We're like, why aren't they doing more with Deathstroke? This guy's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then all of a sudden they just they quote unquote discovered him, and then yeah. he was in. Now he's, he's in everywhere. everything. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and like you always have sympathy for his kids. Even even Rose when she she straddles the line between villain and anti-hero and, and like mm. you still have sympathy for her even when she's doing bad stuff. Yeah. Just because you, you know how messed up that childhood is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, good pick. Very good pick. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with comics, but, but you know, I think everybody's going to know him more from the MCU now. And I'm, I'm saying Thanos. Mm-hmm. Thanos oh, yeah. sucks. Sucks <laughs> as a dad. <laughs> yeah. I'm going just with the MCU here. Like, you know, spoiler, if you haven't seen it, you should see all of it. It's great. But, you know, kills Gamora, yeah. kills his own daughter. Right. Yeah. His favorite. <laughs> the one he actually liked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the one he liked. And yeah, and I'm like, maybe worse is the treatment of Nebula, his other daughter, who like for, he pits them against each other. Mm-hmm. First yeah. of all, constantly compares one to the other when she when when Nebula loses in in combat to Gamora constantly is training. Like he, she's tortured, yeah. As as a punishment, yeah. Uh, and then on top of it, he's like, like his kids exist to fulfill his own vision. That's sure. it. Like, like that's all. The, they're 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 you know they're goons. Yeah, right. Him, you know they're enforcers. They're his workers. They don't. They're not. You know, <laughs> like. He, but isn't the thing about Nebula also the idea that every time she loses, she has to get like an upgrade? Right. Like yeah. he's trying to improve her, quote unquote, improve her every right. time. Yeah. As well, by so. by by removing a piece of her every time, yep. right? replacing yep. her with something artificial. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. good movies, but man, what a <laughs> jerk! Yeah. yeah, he's terrible. Yeah. He just goes around collecting kids to mess up. That's all yep. he does. Yeah, <laughs> he's like the Batman of. Oh no, wait, I'm sorry, that's uh-huh. not correct. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, was that, was that all, your next one? Was that, that your next no, trick? No, no, Should we get no, into no, it? It can, was, it can be. Yeah, but that was my immediate thought when you said, you know, g- you know, gathers kids and mess them up. Tommy likes it. He's no. excited. <laughs> He's excited. I smell blood in the water, man. Yeah. Finish him. Let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. Fine. Let's do it. Break my heart, you guys. Do it. Is he a bad dad? In- immensely. <laughs> okay. Good intentions. Mm-hmm. Sure. But terrible, terrible end results. <laughs> for some worse than others. For, for some. Oh, yeah. Some sure. turn out fine. Right. But that's what makes it so tragic. They turn out better without him. Mm-hmm. Great trainer. Right. What is it? I mean, isn't part of the deal that he, you know, he, what does he, who does he, what does he, what did he have really? Right. You mean up until age eight? Everything? Yes. <laughs> up <laughs> until age eight. He had, yeah. he had a pretty, pretty good life mm-hmm. up until about age eight. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and then, and then it all goes to hell. Well, he does have a good father figure in, in Alfred. Right. Sure. Several who's, people, actually. who's around for some of it. Yeah. At least we think, if not, right. if not all of it, right? Um, you know, Leslie Tompkins pr- presumably around for for a period of that as well. 
Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so, but, but yeah, I think I, you know, I, I look at, so one of the things I like about the, the Grant Morrison Batman stuff when Damien is created is the idea that Bruce, like, like Dick is so good with Damien because he doesn't treat him like Bruce does, right? Like right. Bruce, Bruce's, you know, his, his, his gut reaction is, is to, is to, change him and yell at him and and <laughs> and all of that stuff and dick i think is a bit is a bit uh kinder of an approach right because because uh, after years and years and years of batman you know taking in orphans and strays <laughs> then he's then he's given like we're presented with a character that's his own actual biological son yeah right and and he doesn't know how to deal with that mm-hmm. after dealing with all of these surrogates, all of these wards. Right, right. Like, it's just a different thing, and he doesn't know what to do. The thing, though, that I think puts puts a kind of a, a wrench in it, and I'll see what you guys think, though, is Dick does not t- come out bad. Right. Well, I mean, granted, they are estranged for a period. They are estranged for a period of time in the comics, but Dick is really Bruce's, like, greatest success, right? Mm-hmm. He's, sure. he's, he's raised somebody with all the skill and all the strength and all the, all the, you know, the, the good aspects of him. And then, but like none of the, uh, angst and none of the, like, you know, baggage that Bruce has, but then you look at Jason and Jason is his greatest failure. But is it due to what Bruce showed him or that he's just a better person? Because, uh, you tell me internally more compassionate, man, than, um, Bruce. So you think it's nature. Because <laughs> yeah, yes, because and not nurture. Even Dick makes excuses for Bruce, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in which he 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 has to tell people, oh, he's not all that like that. He has a better side. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He he softens it up, and even Dick doesn't have the trouble that Bruce has with Damien. Mm-hmm. I think Dick is just a better person than Bruce. I think for for me, I look I look at two aspects of it, and and. You know, and, and there, there's a hundred different versions in the comics where some in some versions he finds Joe Chill and Joe Chill answers for, you know, killing the Waynes. Okay. And in other versions, he has no idea. Like, like he doesn't know who did it. And he's and he can't find who, who did it. Right. And I think I think that that is a crucial piece of it is 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 one. Bruce did not have a Batman to teach him <laughs> the way. Right. right? Dick okay. does. Dick has a Batman who's been there, done that before Dick could. And in the process helps Dick track down the person who killed his parents and brings them to justice. And so I think that opens the door for Dick to not have so much on his shoulders to not be haunted by it. Whereas Bruce, if you subscribe to the idea that he never finds Joe chill, right. And Joe chill is it essentially like, like, you know, represents crime itself. Right. I think Bruce will never get over it. Okay. But okay. With that being said, and then I'll, I'll take away from the argument. Totally. Mm. Bruce should have healed from the situation instead of imparting his knowledge and his pain on other people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what to me, what makes Dick a better person. If Bruce heals, as a result of the whole ordeal with Joe Chill, mm-hmm. he would be a better father to his kids. It shouldn't matter if they're biological or not. 
he's still responsible mm-hmm. for. Sure. But at the end of the day, they're always angry at him and mm-hmm. leave him. And their communication with them is gone. That's what, to me what makes him a bad dad. Okay. Yeah, he's not a problem solver. He doesn't handle situations well. Here's he's not I loving, think. I think. Right. But uh, sorry, I'll, I'll let you go in a second, Frank. But my thing also is that like we're, we didn't even bring Tim into this yet. We're just talking really like Dick and Jason. At the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My 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 rebuttal to that though is like, but I think the readers don't let Bruce get over it. We don't like the versions of Bruce where he gets over it. We saw that in a in in a very popular movie called Batman and Robin. People people don't love a happy Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we we don't like a Bruce that like I got over it. My parents died when I was eight, but I'm over it. I'm good. I'm good now. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead, Frank. I just I wanted to throw that out there. No, I, th- I think what you were saying about having someone, you know, basically show you the ropes helps. But I also think the idea that, you know, uh, when Dick loses his parents, when they're, get, when they're killed, it happens a little bit later in his life. Mm. Um, and yeah, there is, you know, Bruce there to show him that, that, you know, there is a way out of this. And the fact that, you know, that his parents' justice comes really quick. Right, right, yeah. You know, had they drawn it out for a year, or two, or maybe three, or whatever, and it had not been someone they caught immediately, mm. you know, it's hard not to have faith in a system when you get exact when you get results immediately, right? right? Right, and that Bruce keeps him from going a step too far. Yeah, true. In, yeah, there's that different tellings mm-hmm. where Robin is is the one that's out there seeking revenge and is about mm-hmm. to get revenge until Bruce is like, "This isn't, this isn't the right. way. This will only haunt you further." Right. Then this this tragedy already has. I think uh, a a big mistake for Gotham, which is which is a show that you know I've been very critical about, and I've mentioned it on the show. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I think a mistake that they make is the we see the Wayne murders as literally like the first scene of the per, of the pilot episode, mm-hmm. right? And and I think in that moment we see eight year old, ten year old Bruce, however old he is, as Batman already. Like the, mm. the actor that is playing Bruce is like has all the traits of Batman already. He's already grim. He's already dark. He's already broody and moody and is like already kind of like on a path of like, I know sort of what I want to do, but I'm just going to like we're going to fine tune it along the way. And I think the first season should have revolved around the Waynes as characters. I think we should have seen Bar- Thomas and Martha alive. We should have seen Bruce. As the happiest child ever, <laughs> right? right? And then close out the first season with the murders of the Waynes. So we can also get kind of build up of like the stuff that they that they were working on can sort of be like hurdles and things to, you know, to, to hit that they have to deal with after the fact. But I just think like like getting to know the Waynes themselves, I think, would have been more interesting to see a, a, a different dynamic of Bruce that way. Sure. You know, but OK. This is what I was afraid of, though, talking about Batman, that we would eat up so much time on, <laughs> on the character. So let's move on to some other toxic, awful dads, if you guys have them. Mm-hmm. And then we'll start we'll start switching gears to uh, to the good ones, guys that make us feel good. <laughs> well, I got one that's not real. OK, <laughs> fictional one this time. Nolan Grace. <laughs> OK, everybody familiar with Nolan Grace. I, I am not. No. Clifton? I am. Okay. 
Nolan Grayson, otherwise known as Omni Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, okay. We're talking yeah. Invincible. <laughs> Invincible. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I know what you mean. Say what you will <laughs> about raising the kid, especially superpower, but you stop being a good dad once you pummel him to death or damn near <laughs> close to. Him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care what you did before. You're <laughs> right. not backtracking that. Mm-hmm. That's just awful. Yeah, I remember. I haven't watched the show, but I remember reading the books, and there is kind of like yes. a, a like a wolf in sheep's clothing component. To yeah, him, where like yes, he, yes. he's very unassuming and very nice guy, and like oh, he seems like the perfect dad, and then it's like whoa, he sucks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's like a whole on a other hard side. Turn. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, the tell, though, is that he looks like J. Jonah Jameson. So like, <laughs> yes. he's got to be a heel in the end there. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is yep. a good dad, in my opinion. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, but no. Yeah, you're right. As, as, as the look alone with the with the with the mustache, that's 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 a terrible <laughs> mustache on anybody. Just putting it out there. Yeah. Yeah. They're coming back, though. They're coming back a little bit. <laughs> that's a hard thing to say <laughs> but, but, you gotta hide it is the thing you gotta do like Henry Cavill in Mission Impossible Fallout like you gotta do ah, the beard stash okay. yes, that's how yes. you gotta do it that's a, yeah that's the only way you can do it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's my pick is terrible person terrible individual yes Omni Man Nolan Grace okay. yeah, he's, he's an awful dad for a lot oh of reasons God. Clifton you got, you got another one uh, I do okay. and it's it's another one that bridges TV and comics. Mm-hmm. This is more so on TV, but also true of comics. And it's Hiram Lodge from <laughs> Riverdale <laughs> yeah. and Archie Comics. Yeah, yeah. in Riverdale, like he is, he is just evil. Yeah, right, like he is just terrible. Yeah, Ooh. like he tries to sabotage his daughter and her friends at every turn to the point of like <laughs> sending her boyfriend to prison and and trying to get him killed in prison. And right. running like a rival drug company to her daughter and like it's all sorts of stuff. But then even in the comics, like he wasn't good. Right. Like oh, he was no. raising her to be bad in the comics. Yeah. Like he was always raising her to be judgmental and to dismiss the common folk and nobody was good enough for them. And and so yeah, he was just bad all around in every yeah. version. Yeah, I do I do feel like he's got like a power upgraded <laughs> evil though in right. Riverdale. Like he's oh question <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clifton. Do they explain why he challenges Archie to a bare knuckle, bare shirted <laughs> boxing match? In the context of the show, it makes sense, right? Yeah, no, you okay. go along with it in the show. Like you'll, okay. you'll accept anything if you're watching that show. Yeah, geez. Well, it's so like, you could get Archie with a shirt off, right? Oh, yeah. that's a lot yeah. of it. That's a lot of the reason why I, I'm saying, but. <laughs> Jesus. After Archie got attacked by a bear and has like a huge yes. bear scar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's that yes. too. This show is crazy. Yes. Well, I just can't imagine a grown man challenging a high school kid to a, <laughs> to a big knuckle box. You see it in Breakfast Club, though. Yeah. Right? You see it in Breakfast Club when. Yeah. when uh, yeah. What, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, give you one, I give you one shot right here, right, right. on my chin. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy now. Yeah, Can you imagine that yeah. now? Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. <laughs> But yes, Hiram's a straight in Riverdale. He's a straight up supervillain. Yeah, yeah. And they even like when they did the Katie Keene show, which was very short lived. Like they were setting him up to be the villain in that show too. So he was like a crossover villain amongst their Archie verse. If it works, he was like their Thanos. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, he's a good pick too. All right, Frank, you got one last one. I do. Okay. And this isn't so much a a evil or bad one as so much as, as a pathetic one. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with Jerry Smith. 
mm-hmm. from Rick and Morty. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's one of those things where if Pathetic was a superpower, Jerry would be like the most amazingly powered right. being in their universe. Yeah. I mean, there's so much of it. Like he, I mean, it's it's like his kids don't respect him. Rick doesn't respect him. <laughs> um, yeah. Beth, his wife, doesn't respect him. You know, Parnell's great because Parnell is, as Jerry is awesome, but <laughs> the character himself is like, it's, it's, you want, you want to root for him sometimes, but then you're like, God, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still haven't seen a, a bunch other than, you know, the ones that we did back in our, in our watch challenge episode, but I, mm. I like the character a lot. Sure. From what I've seen. And yeah. And it's in, in, in my head, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I can't <laughs> say he's a bad dad, but right. it is like there, there is, um, there's a Costanza, yeah, aspect to him. There's a mm-hmm. but, but the difference. Weirdly, like thinking about it now, the difference between the two is Costanza, as pathetic as he is, right, right and as a, much of a loser as he is, he still wildly has a, a huge sense of ego, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, right. like while knowing like he's the most pathetic, like loser walking, and yes. like Jerry doesn't have any of that. No, like, like, and I'm just thinking about the episode where, like, all all the imposters are walking around, and Jerry's convinced he's one of them. Like, yes, he's convinced he's not real. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, that's his take on it. Yep. Yeah, I've only yeah. ever seen like a, a little bit of the show as well, but yeah, he definitely seems to be obsessed with what's going on with him. Like, mm-hmm. he's very much in his own stuff and to yeah. the neglect of the others. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my one. I was like, I'm okay. starting to think of one that was not like again, not quite as you know. To- he's toxic, but not right. toxic in like in a way like he's not Omni Man or or <laughs> right. Lodge right. or Norman, right. but still in his own way, it's like ugh, that guy. Okay, all right. So we're about halfway through. So we're gonna shift. We're gonna start shifting to to the good dads. That was mm-hmm. the bad dads part. Happy Father's Day. Happy yep. Father's Day. <laughs> Shockingly, no Darth Vader. It was on my list. Yeah, he's on. Yeah, he's on everybody's he's, list. He's a runner-up. Sure, right? Cyclops yeah. was also on my list. Oh, oh he's a good dad. He actually had two kids and lost both of them, sort of in weird ways. <laughs> he, right. I, th- I thought he was a good dad. Oh boy, he's a better surrogate father than actual father because his two semi-real kids are like he lost for good, mm-hmm. <laughs> and one was uh, the baby he had with the fake. Gene Gray. Madeline Pryor, Pryor, right? And then the other is his daughter from an alternate reality, uh, Rachel Summers, Mm -hmm. who, you know, now she's in our reality with a dad who wasn't hers and he totally neglects her too because she's not really his kid and and causes her distress because of that. (laughs) Right. Oh, X-Men. But he's better as a surrogate father. But And his dad is a space pirate. (laughs) Yes, he is. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, he had a terrible dad. Go, go ahead, Tommy, though. I'm like, okay, but in Ascani's son, he's able to raise cable. Yeah. His, okay. uh, with, with the fake woman. That's why I, that's why I didn't put him in that category. <laughs> right. I rather yeah. put Xavier <laughs> as the, as he's good with surrogate kids. Right. But, uh, Legion? Oh, yeah. I, for, I forgot yeah. he, yeah, yeah. Cause I was only thinking of Xavier when I was doing this as like a mentor surrogate father, but no, yeah, he's right. got. Yeah. He's got a real kid he messes up too. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Again, talk about collecting strays and orphans. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 And the building theme. child armies. Yeah. Sure. Well, again, <laughs> yeah. like I said, I've, yeah. I've said as everyone who bags on Cyclops, I'm like, the kid was a 15 year old field general in a war between two mutants. 
<laughs> what do you want him to be? You know, what do you expect him to be other than messed up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then his one father throws him out of a plane with his brother with one parachute. <laughs> there's that too. Yes. Like, sort it out, kids. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and there's Magneto there too, which you know, he's not, he's yeah. not, he's not yeah. such a great oh, yeah. one either. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, so no. many, so many yeah. in comics. So many in X-Men. <laughs> yes. Yes. Magneto's a terrible, 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 terrible father. dad. I, I have a couple on my list that, that are kind of tweeners and I'm a little curious what you guys think. Okay. About all these, because so so I'm throwing I'm gonna throw Jack Murdoch out there, Daredevil's dad. Oh, okay, <laughs> right. That was on my list. I just kind of want to know quickly, like, what do you guys think? Because I think I think he can fit into both categories pretty easily as a good dad or a bad. As dad? As a good dad and a bad dad, I think. Um, bad dad, great legacy. Right. I mean, he's it. it, it there's very much like a, a Rocky Four component, like like you know, I I want you to be better than me. Like I'm I'm, you know, I'm working with my fists to get by yes. and I want yes. you to study and I want you to be something better. Yes. And, and yes. that's yes. admirable. But at the same time, you know, he's coming home and his son is stitching him up. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? In yeah. a weird yeah. way, Matt is, is better than him, but at the same, but at the same token, like he's also like very much his dad. Yeah. <laughs> he's, you know, I mean, Matt solves a lot of problems with his fists too. Sure. Yeah. No, but, <laughs> To me, what makes him a bad dad is not that he wanted better for his son. He didn't want enough for himself. Mm-hmm. When he became a single parent, he should have stopped boxing. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately, it kills him. So now right. he has nobody. <laughs> because, right. yeah, that's what makes him a terrible dad. That's all he knows, though. He doesn't have a skill. Uh, he can learn something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to getting pummeled to death. Okay, so not much <laughs> right. of a tweener. Yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing it's, 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 it sounds like you guys have him in the, like, no, nah, he's not so great. All right. But who else you got? Uh, I have Henry Jones Jr. Uh, uh, Henry Jones Sr. Sorry. <laughs> Indiana Jones is dead. Again, like they're estranged for, for years and years and years. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Yeah. How do you read that one? How do you navigate that one? I'm curious. I say good dad. You say good dad. OK. Yeah. OK. He just had a weird son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who liked old stuff? Who named himself after a dog? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But he still he still finished college. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very similar. Also, he became a professor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Um. I say good dad. He gave his son a love for learning. Yes. I'm gonna <laughs> quote the. Mo- I'm gonna quote the movie a little bit. Okay. I respected your privacy and taught you uh, self-reliance. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You I say, laughed hey, he's not a bad just dad. when you were getting interesting. <laughs> hmm. I mean, it, it, if you if you just go off the movies, I would say he was he's he's an all right dad. Okay. Because it looks like, I mean, you know, if you go to the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, like Teddy Roosevelt and Gandhi and. <laughs> Like right. the rest of the world raised Indy. Right. Pancho right. Villa. Yeah. Pancho Villa. Yeah. Pancho Villa. Yeah. Thank you, Clifton. Yeah. Like, yeah. I knew there was one I was like, that's a glaring yeah. one I forgot. Sigmund Freud. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Algonquin yeah. round table. Right. Of course. Yes. He, had, but, he got to draw from all these other father figures because his own father wasn't there. So I would say bad father then. But if you go over the movies, I think it was just a matter of, you know, once, the, once Indy's mom died, they just didn't know how to connect. Yes. Right. Again, communication. Yeah, they couldn't communicate. They didn't know how to. They didn't. He didn't know how to deal with the kid, and the kid, you know, was couldn't express. I mean, Indy couldn't express things to his dad, so you know, it just got worse and worse. But yeah, I think, I think, I think, 
he was a fine dad when the mom was alive. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's very much the point of that movie is them yeah. coming together and right. Okay, all right. Let's 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 get an actual good one. All okay. Right. <laughs> now we're moving on to the good ones for real. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Can I start it off? Sure. <sighs> Marlin, the clownfish from Finding Nemo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. He went to the ends of what he knew to be the ocean to find and save his only son. Right. Can't get better than that, man. Mm-hmm. That is the bar. Yeah. I mean, willing to to put it all right, like willing willing to tear tear the world apart mm-hmm. just to get him back in the fight. Yeah. Can't argue with that. No, not at all. <laughs> That's a good one. Partner up with a mentally disturbed fish while doing it. <laughs> <laughs> the same. Yes. Also has like maybe the best dad voice of all time. Yes. Well, Albert right, Brooks. Like, right? mm-hmm. Yeah, Albert Brooks. Trying to, was, yeah. Trying to beat oh, yeah, Albert Brooks. I've forgotten who it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Albert Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of it, I mean, I, I, the only thing I would say is part of the reason why he does is because of his own anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's what fuels him. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm not saying he does. I'm not saying he doesn't love Nemo. He doesn't love his kid, but you know, the point of that movie is the whole thing of like you gotta let go. You gotta right. be okay with the fact that you know your kid's gonna do stuff. But right. yeah, well, he suffered great loss. Yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah. And then was yeah. holding on too tight because of, sure. of not the dealing loss. with that loss. Yes, right. But yeah, that's a good one. Okay. But that trickles down to Nemo, who's now you know figuratively in a cage, right? And he's and mm-hmm. you know and he's he's wanting to. See what else is out there, right? right. And, mm-hmm. and and to and to have, you know, the cuffs taken off, uh, figuratively speaking, you know, right. And his defense, he was traumatized, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Sure, right. And overcomes he, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with tremendous, yeah, yes, yep. with tremendous love, he overcomes it. Okay, so we have a fish. We have a fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is D- Disney's probably got a bunch of. Uh, a bunch that can fit in this category. I oh, indeed. Say. But I'm curious. I'm curious to see what else you guys got. So, yeah, I've got one that, like you said before, when I was thinking of this, there were some that that kind of bridge mentor mm-hmm. and father figure, and then some mm-hmm. are very much uh, both. And mm-hmm. and one of those is Splinter for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's a mentor, but did raise those turtles from from eggs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. almost uh, yeah. basically. So he is, he's definitely their father. He's, it's an adoptive family and, mm-hmm. and they are a family and he is the father and, and does a great job raising those turtles in a sewer in New York mm-hmm. in a world that's not theirs. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I, weirdly, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. This, this, this <laughs> thing, this thing that I've liked all my life, but yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, it's Splinter, one of your obsessions. Splinter, yeah. Splinter was on my list too. And I'm just like, yeah, like. I have a question. I know, somebody then. else jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got yeah. nothing. No, I <laughs> so is no. I, here's what I was saying: Is there a, a Splinter version, a version of Splinter that you prefer to the others, or are they all equally good? Um, I mean, the traditional version is that he was. What is the traditional version? He was a human turned into a rat through. No, the, no, that was that's what the first cartoon did. He was originally yeah. and actually a rat. Okay, yeah, I yeah. like yeah. that better. I like that they all start out as animals. Yeah, yeah, better than a version where he's a human. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's the cartoon. The original version, like what uh Zach was saying, right. is that uh Splinter always saw Hamato Yoshi uh training. Training. And mm-hmm. that's how he learned ninja skills. And he right. uh, like in the nineties movie. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah the yes. 90s movie does this and the original books do this and then and it goes back and forth. OK. A mm-hmm. little bit. Because um, 2012, he was human. 2012, he was human. Right. Yeah. Like like the 80s cartoon. Okay. Yeah. But I think the 2003 was also he was a rat. Okay, yes. so he just like literally goes back and forth. But the current one, but the current one, he was a human also. So okay. like, yeah, like I said, like it goes back and forth. But I agree with you too. I prefer the rat as well, just mm-hmm. him being an actual animal first. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That he's in the same situation as the turtles. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've seen people uh, talk about it. The the showrunner of the 2012 turtles talked about it and and discussed that he viewed them as basically like an analogy for an immigrant family. Mm-hmm. Hmm, kind okay. of, and I can see that where they're they're you know getting by in a world that's that's not exactly their own, but kind of their own, and they they're trying to to coexist in and 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 I think it's an interesting take on it. Yeah, mm. yeah, that may be I think my favorite version though. I think is the 2012 mm-hmm. Ninja okay. Turtles version of Splinter. I think they do an excellent job with Splinter, and they and I think that's the one too where they really like like hammer home that relationship of like they're his kids right you know and he's not just and there's not just a teacher student relationship there yeah yeah and in that one i think what also helps and i've talked about it before is that they they made april a teenager mm-hmm. in that one which i think ultimately helps sell the turtles as teenagers uh-huh. instead of just like you know you're told they're teenagers but you don't you don't really see it necessarily it doesn't quite come across like that Right. But to see them hanging out with actual teenagers, you're like, oh, yeah, these are just kids. Yeah. Well, the one the part of that that wears me out of that version is you find out that he really is a father with Karai. Yeah. Right. In which um, he uh, I mean, if, I mean, before it wasn't that, um, I guess, secretive or, you know, this old switcheroo where Splinter raises his own kid against him, that type of thing. He, after he discovers that that's his daughter, he does everything he can to save her, you know? Yeah, and the turtles go along with it, too. Like, she's family. Yes. After, yeah, yeah. No, good pick. Good pick, yeah. All right, who else? More more good dads. Ooh, I got a couple more Disney people. Okay. I couldn't help it. I, just Disney just flooded <laughs> my head. Yeah, no, I get, I get you. <laughs> so I'll take two more that's under sacrifice. You ready? Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. are two. At, it, 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 Different movies, but still all about sacrifice. Mufasa. Yeah. And King Triton. Okay. Okay. Both sacrifice their lives for the well-being of their children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lion King sticks out a little bit more in my head just because, you know, I, I, I've seen it more times and everything. But yeah, I mean, like, um, not only that, but I mean, like, he's, you know, disciplinarian. Mm-hmm teacher friend to him like he's all of those things like in a very short time yeah um short amount of screen time because really like you know i mean my, my son is in a lion king phase right now I'm, and it's on every day so i've seen this movie a lot <laughs> in the last couple of couple of months and everything and i'm like and looking back at it i'm like this movie seems so much longer when i was younger but watching now i'm like mufasa's really not on screen that much right yeah you know he's like it's like four or five scenes but like i mean those scenes do a lot of lifting right for for his character you know and then he comes back as a force ghost yep he does yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does yep yeah who's the other one you said uh king triton okay from a little mermaid what Mm -hmm. makes his 
him the greatest dad at the end is despite his uh, uh, strict rules and enforcement to keep her protected when it all boils down to it he without without hesitation trades his life to save his daughter and then upon when even the villains relinquished he gets rid of all his choices and allows her to live the dream of her life by her choosing mm-hmm. by allowing her to you know but not pulling pulling her in and saying stay in the water stay here whatever what have you he allows her to get married to some random dude <laughs> <laughs> wants to do, but he does it under the acceptance of she wants to live her life and he's and he's not interceding anymore so yeah king tripe okay. he turned yeah he, he turns into a shrimp i don't know what the heck that was. <laughs> <laughs> you know Ugh. i don't remember the end of little mermaid very well apparently <laughs> yeah no. yeah at the end when ursula when ursula traps the daughter because or, or um ariel uh-huh. triton sees that and relinquishes his power by putting his name on the contractual agreement instead of ariel Okay. Which allow Ariel to be released, and he's now under her throne. Uh, which ultimately was Ursula's plan anyway, because he knew how much she uh, he loved his daughter. Right. Yeah, he knew he would do it without hesitation. And oh yeah, and only because I watched it with my niece in law not too long ago, so that helped. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's fresh in your mind. Yep. Fresh in my mind. Frank, you got one. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna go with. Uh, Tommy was giving me a hard time about this one earlier, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a reversal. Okay, I'm, pull, uh, I'm gonna say Superman. <laughs> okay. Ah, ah. Mm-hmm. okay, I love Superman as a dad. I do too. I, I think it. it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. I think with Jonathan Kent in the comics and with the with the I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank on his kids in the show. Jordan and Jonathan. Jordan and Jonathan. Yes, Jordan yeah. and Jonathan in the show on on, on the CW. Yeah, Superman and Lois. Yeah, I I think the idea of um. I think part of the reason why people are embracing that show and enjoy that show so much, you know, when they sometimes, you know, meh about the CW shows mm-hmm. is that you get to see him in a brand new light as being a dad. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. he's, been the, he's been in the comics that way for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. but, right. mm-hmm. but I think, you know, it's one of those things where the whole background of having, you know, his, his parents on Krypton, you know, and then coming to earth and with Mon Pa Kent, the, just the, the amount of, you know, I mean, he's, he's usually seen in that, in the role of being in charge or being a leader anyway. Yeah, but the the fact that he actually has to you know be an actual dad, yeah, I think is great. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I mean, even though yeah, I mean we see for years and years in the comic books him with Supergirl and Superboy and you know being leader of the Justice League, but I, yeah, I think I I think him in Superman and Lois, what's endearing about it is you see him in a situation where his powers are meaningless. Yeah. You know, All like it, does, like it does his his ability to be a father really has his powers have no bearing on it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that that's an interest. I th- I think that that's uh, not that he's in jeopardy, but it's a way to give the character drama. I think when to so many people, the criticism is like I I don't I don't worry about Superman, right? Ever he's too powerful, but all that stuff, which I don't subscribe to, as I've said before. But you know, right. I get that that's a criticism. You know, and that that appears to be up in the air for the mm-hmm. show. I think. Yeah, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of he can like fly or punch his way out of with his kids having problems, yeah. right? You know, yeah. and it's a nice, it's a good relatable. And I think that you know the drama in the show comes from a, like a more natural place than something 
where you have to be like, oh, I'm, you know, I have all these problems of being a person. And then on top of that, which I'm not saying Superman wouldn't have problems. I'm just saying it seems to work much better in that show. But mm-hmm. I, I think the idea of Superman as a parent, especially in the comics, by the stuff by like uh, Peter Tomasi, you know, I've talked about before that that book should have just been called Superman Family because that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just the idea of like Jonathan coming into his own and getting his powers and then, you know, you have that moment again, much like with Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne, it's kind of like, no, I, I can show you how to, you know, this is how you navigate heat vision. This is how you right. navigate, you know, you can't get angry and just do whatever you want to do because you're going to be so much more powerful than the guy next to you. Yeah. And it does you know. bring it full circle where I think Pa Kent is such, his presence is so grand mm-hmm. on, on who Superman is, who Clark has become and everything. And, I, and, and the idea of him in a weird way, like it's one legacy aspect to Superman mm-hmm. that, that's, that's, you know, palpable that you can, you can take, you can understand. And how do I follow up being a dad like my dad was? Right. <laughs> You know? yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. There's yeah. definitely that, that that thought that thought process there that you can see again how much the um, the Kents have the impact on on Superman right. and Clark. You know, so but yeah, that was my choice. I thought I yeah. think Superman, you know, as a dad, has been pretty great so far. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah, I really like it. Any other ones out there? I had Uncle Ben. Sure. Yeah who despite is able to teach Peter valuable lessons mm-hmm. when Peter's mm-hmm. gone astray. Yeah. Just in the upbringing that he gave Peter before. Pete's mm-hmm. actual dad is boring. <laughs> <laughs> when we ever see him. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's a spy. So what? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when that's the case. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm never interested in that story. Mm-hmm. I'm much more interested in, in what Ben and May were up to. Right. Sure. Yeah. And this isn't related to that, but it is always something that struck me is is just kind of interesting that it never dawned on me about Aunt May in relation to Ben, mm-hmm. is that Aunt May is not a blood relative to Peter. Right. Yeah. She's yeah. she was married to his father's brother. Right. And so like that, I don't know. It just it, like it never dawned on me until until well into adulthood in being familiar <laughs> with these characters ever that I was like, oh wow, like like she loves Peter so much that like, she's not bound by blood or anything yeah. mm-hmm. to care for him, but she still cares for him, you know, just as much, just in an adoptive way. And and yeah. I just thought that was an interesting point because he's Peter Parker. His, his uncle is Ben Parker because his father was, was Ben's brother. Right. Right. Yeah. And so oh. they're like, they both Peter and may have lost a lot and, yep. and are still uh, loving each other together mm-hmm. and, yeah. and caring for each other, which I, it just it was an interesting thing. It I took me a long, long time to realize. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no. no nobody, nobody's got anything bad to say about Uncle Ben. Nobody <laughs> really? wants to. If you're doing, if, if there is, you're doing it wrong. Right? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, some of the things I've like when they reveal, like, when they try, there was a, there was a push early on, like in the, like, probably, I'd say early 70s, mm-hmm. or maybe early 80s, trying to explain what, what the burglar was doing there the night of. Oh God! Okay, <laughs> yeah, no, right. Yeah. But this it never goes well. No, I mean, th- and this is not a bad one because you have a moment of like Ben being like, uh, kind of. Well, the the story that they came up with was like a gangster had buried was was at one point Aunt May was sort of torn between Ben and and this this gangster type, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as, okay, <laughs> just hear me out. 
Anyway, the gangster, you know, buries a loot from a, from a job in the floorboards of their house. And then, you know, Ben has to give him what fur, you know, and that's, I'm saying it's a cool Uncle Ben moment. Yeah. I get you it. Know? And then, and then this becomes this rumor of like, there's this house in what, Forest Hills? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Usually Forest Hills. Yeah. That has this money and that's what the burglar was doing in the house that night. Right. Was trying to find this loot from this, this job from the thirties. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't bemoan that. I mean, when the character has been around for almost 60 years. Yeah. I mean. There's a lot of threads to potentially pull on of like what hasn't been touched and what hasn't been explored. And, you know, and mm. I, I might have an idea for a Spider-Man story. But, and, and right. Like, why? Why did the burglar break into the house? I get it. Yeah. But it's. Yeah. But. Um, <laughs> oh, I know. Ben, oh, ben, I, ben is supposed to be the the, the whole uh, point is his, is his purity. Ah, uh, sure. OK. You know? That's an interesting thought. Yeah. Uh, now, here's what here's what I propose. Oh, here's what I think. Mm-hmm. Do you have to be pure of heart to be a good father? No. no. But that's my point. I know what I think it's under the premise of you can't speak ill of the dead, that mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. feel that by changing his personality well after the conception of the character, yeah, to think that he would do something bad is speaking bad of the character. Right. But to me, it doesn't delineate from raising a good person. Sure. You can make mistakes within the course of your life, but he didn't do wrong with Peter. Mm. I think it's more, for lack of a better term, majestic. Right. That Peter's a saving grace, if Mm -hmm. you want to take it in that regard. So whenever they came up with that, yeah, he could have been a jerk. But I get it what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah, he could have been a jerk. In his previous life, or done whatever, mm-hmm. but but by Peter, he didn't bring it that to that. It right. never came to that, and I think it's it says a lot about a person's character that they separate the two, and they think that ma- and they feel that matters. Right. It's when you don't separate the two, that's when you become a bad person. In that regard, I think so. At least. Yeah, I think, and I think that there's interesting angles to that. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, I mean, I, and I think you're onto something with speaking ill of the dead. Right. It's it's mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's like taking Ben down that path is odd because it's like the character's not alive to defend himself yes. in a weird way. Yes. You know what I mean? But like when when Miles's uncle. Who's a criminal, mm-hmm. <laughs> but is great to Miles, like I love yes. that aspect. Yeah, like you know, that's one of my favorite aspects about Miles Morales's whole you know world is 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 that is that you know his relationship with his uncle is one thing, but his uncle's relationship with his dad is another. Is another, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm with you. I'm gonna say Alan Matthews from Boy Meets World. (laughs) (laughs) You knew it was coming, everybody. I thought it was one of three to be quite honest. Yeah, of course. I'd roll the dice on that one. What else? Let me see. So, so Alan, you were going to say Alan Matthews. You, you were oh, waiting for Full House. No, I see, I forgot about that. Okay, <laughs> right. so, then there's six. Then okay, uh, I thought it's either it's going to be Uncle Phil or Carl Winslow. Yeah, well, Carl, Carl's not so great with his neighbors. <laughs> no, he's not. as annoying as they may be. Yeah, he yells a lot. Uh, yes, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Uncle Phil's great. I love Uncle Phil, but yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with with Alan Matthews here for one. Like, you know, 
there's a f- awesome episode of Boy Meets World in the first season. It's it's the third episode and it's on Disney Plus if you guys want to check it out. It's called Father Knows Less. And it's just like I just love the the dynamic and and the setup of this is that like it opens with Alan and Corey like having plans and then there's a there he's his father's a manager at a um at a grocery store and then there's a problem at the grocery store and he, like an emergency he has to cancel he has to go down and solve this thing and cancel plans with Corey and then so he feels bad about it and Corey's asleep it's a school night and then Alan comes in knocks on the door wakes up Corey and he's like hey the Phillies are downstairs, you know, Phillies are playing downstairs and there's a, you know, they're, they're on their way to a no hitter. You want to come down and watch? And so he goes down and he's watching and he's hanging out and he's staying up late. Um, and it's this nice moment between the two, but he's so tired from hanging out with his dad the night before he falls asleep during a test that at school and fails. Right. And it's just a nice dynamic of, of he tries to get, Feeney to let Corey take a retest, but he won't. And then you get an an angle. You get the situation from Feeney and his dad from two different perspectives, but then they kind of like understand each other's perspectives by the end of it. And and, And I'm being like intentionally vague about it because I think it's a really, really awesome episode with some great conversation. But I think. That's the that's the one that I always think about when I think Boy Meets World. But interestingly enough about it, though, is that when you fast forward to like when Girl Meets World was a thing, mm-hmm. like really like Corey is, I think, influenced a little bit more by Feeney. Right. It's more obvious that he's influenced by Feeney because Corey becomes a teacher. Uh, OK. You know, and not a grocery store manager, not a grocery store manager. <laughs> right. And he's also not in a band with the monkeys. Right. Uh, <laughs> and not a talking car either. Right. Right. <laughs> OK. <laughs> or or a doctor in a hospital. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> a doctor in a hospital. In a snow globe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should do an episode on on the Tommy Westfall universe from the St. Ellsware ending. Look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. Yes. But look it up when you have time, because oh boy. That there's some quicksand with that. <laughs> that's a that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> but yeah, so so really, I'm asking you, Clifton, because I know you're the only one who I've watched Boy Meets World. Right. <laughs> what do you think? What, do you, what thoughts on Alan? No, yeah. No, I like him, too. But I definitely like like Feeney's a father figure in that show, too, to also Alan and Corey. Yeah. And Eric, especially. Mm-hmm. Strangely. So, yeah, you get multiple ones in that show. But I think Alan's a good example. Yeah. Um, he does lose a kid and get a different kid somewhere along the way. <laughs> The little girl girl age (laughs) jumps at some point to a different actress. Yeah. Which was a funny thing because in Girl Meets World, they brought both of the actresses who played Morgan, the youngest (laughs) child, onto Girl Meets World and made no reference to the fact that there were two of them. They would just kind of like tag team in and out of scenes. (laughs) That's funny. Like they're like there were the Olsen twins when, yeah. when they were little, but but not right. but don't look anything alike. Yeah. <laughs> they're not the same person at all. <laughs> or like the two Beckys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which was a funny play on it. But yeah, no, yeah. I love Boy Meets World too. Yeah. And Girl Meets World was pretty good too. Yeah. But yeah, definitely in, in Girl Meets World, Corey is giving more Feeny lessons. Yeah. Than Alan lessons. Mm-hmm, for sure. But he's got a nice moment too, I think. Like when when um you know, uh, I'm blank. I'm blanking on Riley's friend's name. Maya. Maya. When when he gets Maya the 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 art supplies in the phone, right? 
I thought that was a really, really nice. And that's in the first season, too. That's pretty early, I remember. But yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I like that's an aspect of both of those characters I like is not just the relationship with their own kids, but the relationship they have with their kids, best friend. Right. Ah. And I think that that that's a, you know, a special, you know, thing that, you know, in Boy Meets World later on, I mean, there's talk of, of you know, th- like he wants to adopt Sean later because mm. Sean, Sean's home life is such. Uh, right. His dad's you know, out of the picture. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Alan's great. So any any more out there that you guys want to do quickly before before we start closing out? Uh, one of my lightning round ones is okay. is the Mandalorian, oh, yeah. yeah, Din Djarin, of course, mm-hmm. uh, which everyone's readily familiar with now. So not too much to go into that, but somebody who's who's willing to fill that role when he sees a need for it. Yep, it's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. I love that show. Love, love, love that show. Any more in the lightning round? You got another one, Clifton? Um, no, I think we covered the others because I had also had Paul Kent, which we covered a little bit uh, okay. <laughs> when we talked about it extending down to Superman. Okay. Yes. So Superman had a good uh, father figure role model that mm-hmm. he can can emulate in his uh, attempts at being a good father himself. Okay. And that is one of the things like the show struck me that the, the current show Superman and Lois where I'm like, okay, I'm like, this is like Smallville, but if right. Paul Kent had superpowers, right. mm-hmm. like it, it yeah. kind of bridges both worlds of yeah. the Smallville world to the Superman world. And we do have an episode that if you want to go back and listen to to see who had the most influence or most importance in Superman's life. Mm-hmm. And we, we discussed uh, the Kent's fairly thoroughly, fairly thorough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah thoroughly in that one. So, yeah. Okay, all right, so we're going to start closing out. We're going to close out with who has dad energy? A character from pop culture that would be a good father or bad one if you choose, whatever, whatever you guys think of. <laughs> but first, if you like the show, you could check out all of our episodes on YouTube and letmeknowhowitis.com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And finally, if you have any topic suggestions for the show, you can send it to us on Twitter or in the comments. Our Twitter handle is LMKHII. And let me just take this opportunity to thank Laura again for sending us the idea for this episode. I think it was an awesome idea. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. And all right. So who has dad energy? Who wants to go first? Okay. So this is who has dad energy, good or bad, who's not a dad. Yes. Right. Yes. All right. So somebody that could be a good dad or bad dad, but is not a dad. Ooh, I have some. I'm going to go with (laughs) the, I think the top one for me in Marvel, and it is Captain America. Captain mm. America has total mm. dad energy. Okay. And is not a dad. Interesting. Is he? Is he a dad? Um, not that we yeah. know of. Yes and no. I mean, he had a kid that was uh, not his in, in, when, in Reminders, Rick Reminders' run. Oh. Uh, um, but it's like, not, I don't, I can't remember if it's his actual kid or if it's right. one of those things where it's, there's a kid that he raises because there's right. a time, there's, that's when he becomes old cap. Yeah, that's the time stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I mean, as far as his own biological kid, right. there's the one from like, what is it? Uh, a next, like the, the there's uh, that okay. one. Yeah, I forgot about that stuff too, which is also again like alternate future stuff, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's a possibility. So it's not, right. you know, I mean, in main Marvel universe, I don't think we've ever had that be a right. thing. So I would, I, I could, I'd see that, sure. Mm. Yeah, and in MCU, certainly not. No, that we know of. That we know of. We don't know what happens after the story closes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah, just like he's got the energy, like he's kind of a dad to so many characters. <laughs> yeah. Like he's, he's the leader, but he's also like he's imparting his 
his old timey folk wisdom. Right. Right. Uh, he's very accepting. He's very forgiving. Like, I think he'd, I think he'd be a good dad character. Yeah. Unassuming too. I wasn't thinking about that, but as you were talking, it hit me. I'm like, Tony was a good dad. I didn't even think about him when I was prepping for <laughs> right. the show. And that was a surprising one also. Right. Like how good he was at it. Yeah. In the MCU version. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. That'd be cool. It'd be cool. The two of them on a play date <laughs> with their kids. I, I'd read that. I'd watch that episode of a show on Disney plus make it happen. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Good pick. Good old Captain America. All right. Tommy, Frank. Oh, I have one. Okay. Also from the Marvel universe. And mm-hmm. it was right before you guys started talking about Madeline Jack. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see his son have a son. Ah. Oh, Daredevil? Yeah, I yes. don't think they've ever gone there. Yes, because I, I would, for me, I would start <laughs> off as the whole lone wolf and cub thing because it just fits. Yeah. But the way he straddles dishonesty and justice <laughs> so much, yeah. I would love to see where it would land on with his own Oof. son. I hope he would be a better dad than his than he is a boyfriend. Exactly. He's a- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But all those women he's with, somebody got to carry. Him. I want to see him as his father. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What wisdom will he impart on the next generation? Mm-hmm. And how much guilt? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Especially if he has that fighting spirit. Yeah. Oh, he might even be a mutant. Could be. Yeah. That irradiated blood. Right. All right, Frank. Um, this this character has had kids, but again, it's like one of those, you know, um, potential, you know, possible futures. Mm. There's never been anything in the. Again, it's I'm, I don't I don't know how this happened, but I'm going with Marvel as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would love for them in the you know since he was able to get married a couple of years ago in Dan Slott's run, mm-hmm. I'd love to see what Ben Grimm's like as a dad. Ooh, that yeah. would be cool. I would love to see Ben Grimm's like I would love to see him and Alicia have a kid yeah. in the main Marvel universe because it's one of those things where they had uh was it uh oh Buzz and what's another astronaut? Buzz and somebody in Earth X in that in the in like in like a possible future. Okay. But we've never had like an actual Ben Grimm kid. Oh man, that'd be so great. Wouldn't it? Just like that was Yeah, yeah, just to like <laughs> Him like like Ben Grimm being like like the T ball coach, yeah, at his of his kids team, yeah, like sh- like. And Ben's not locking himself in a room for right. five days and ignoring yeah. his no, family. No, not at yeah, all. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, he's in there like, all right, this is how you throw a slider. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you shake hands, you look the guy in the eye, you know that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, all that oh. good stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. That's a great. These are all really good ones, but yeah, that one. That one got my Superman feels. <laughs> right. Like I when think Superman, like making Superman a dad. That one, yeah. Oof, that's a good one. That's yeah, I really think Ben would be a fantastic dad. Uh, no, yeah, no pun we, intended. We don't talk about the thing enough on this show. I we need to do <laughs> that is. more. I agree. We need to do that more. 60 year anniversary this year, I, I, as I understand it. I think then we'll have, then think, we'll have to I find a way. Maybe we'll have to. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, you know, one that you guys could have guessed. I'm going to say Nightwing. Mm. I think Nightwing would be an awesome one. I think one of the missed opportunities, I think, was back around Infinite Crisis and the one year later stuff. Right. I really would have. He proposes to to Barbara, to Oracle at the time, and then it doesn't go anywhere. Right. It doesn't happen. And I thought, like, 
to touch upon what I said in the last episode, the, the thing about Dick is that he he's he's Bruce with all the good qualities, but none of the baggage. And so he's able to sort of like th- this would have been a moment where he's more of the adult in the room now. Right. Like he outgrows Bruce. He matures right. beyond Bruce now at this point. I can commit to being with somebody for the rest of my life. Right. Because we all know, but you know, I know that people love him and Starfire together, but Babs is the love of his life. I mm. think anyway, mm. <laughs> Let me, I will say that again in, 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 King, in, in kingdom come, he does have a kid with Starfire. Yeah. That's what he should have the kid with. Yeah. That it count. depends on, it depends on when you picked up the comics. <laughs> that's an else right. world. I know. I I'm, I'm, just I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but I feel the whole Babs thing was retcon. It just looks cute. That's it. Well, While I mean, we, we honestly see his relationship with Starfire. Well, in the seventies, they were they were the they were the lead. The two of them together were the lead feature in Batman Family. So the two of them gotcha. together, they were. It's established there that that's where all that flirting and will mm-hmm. they, won't they, and all that stuff takes place there. So it's established. It's just one of those things where, you know, they put them together with, you know, the, the alien, <laughs> the yeah. alien from outer space, <laughs> wearing a, basically wearing a chainmail bikini every day. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of hard to ignore. Yeah. That's my thought. I think I think Starfire is the afterthought. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's I also think, the place. I think that is. I think I think that that is the idea out of left field, not him and Barbara. Well, I, I mean, think. Also, I think him and Barbara is the original idea. Right. I can see that. I mean, it's also yeah. the thing where like you get that weird moment, and I, I want. I think it's. Um, I don't know where somewhere in Teen Titans it might be when when Donna Troy gets married. I think is where the point where Bruce is like it's like some of his his um I don't know, I don't know alien racism <laughs> it yeah, shows his mindset yeah where he's like I you know I don't know what you're doing with this alien yeah <laughs> he's not cool. Bruce is yeah. not cool with the idea of him and Starfire so ooh but the the fact that you mentioned Nightwing as a dad you want to hear my spin on how I thought Batman Beyond was gonna be okay real quick. I thought it'd been better. Uh, Bruce never has a kid, and it's Nightwing's son, mm. who Nightwing never wanted to be a superhero, seeks out Bruce and becomes one. Okay, I'd watch that. Yeah, I would yeah, too. That's all. Sure. Well, yeah, went went down a path of of who's the love of Dick Grayson's life, which I didn't quite foresee, <laughs> but uh, he'd make a great dad. So that's my pick. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So. All right, listeners, hit us up on Twitter or in the comments. Let us know what you guys think. Who's a great dad? Who, who's a not so good dad that, you know, kind of screwed up their kid uh, in <laughs> pop culture? Uh, as always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on LetMeKnowHowItIs.com. Please remember to like us and follow us on social media. And we will see you guys next time. Happy Father's Day to all the dads listening. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.